Hi everyone, I'm Ian Liu here from the University of Rhode Island, interviewing Kenny Raposa from the Narragansett Bay National Esrine Research Reserve. Kenny, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to speak with me. I really appreciate it. Let's start off with a little bit of background on yourself. Yeah, um, I guess I can really quickly introduce myself. Um, I'm Kenny Raposa. Um, I got my PhD in oceanography from University of Rhode Island's Graduate School of Oceanography, and I have been the research coordinator the Narragansett Bay National Estuary Research Reserve, so it's the NBNERR, uh, a protected reserve out on Prudence Island, middle of Narragansett Bay, Rhode Island, and I've been out there, again, as a research coordinator for going on 18 years now, and I have a a lot of different roles and responsibilities there, but one of the key things that I do is that I um, focus a lot on conducting long-term tidal marsh monitoring in the context of, of restoration. Fantastic. Fantastic. Sure. Um, and so uh, what about maybe the most recent project that you've worked on or a favorite project that you've worked on? Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, <laughs> they're all my favorite ones. But, um, and I've been working on all sorts of different types of restoration projects, again, for going back 20 years. Uh, a lot of them in Rhode Island, but also um, stretching up to um, Cape Cod and, and even further north, mostly on tidal marsh restoration in terms of uh, returning um, normal hydrology to tide-restricted sites, you know, sites that have been uh, dissected by any kinds of structures, you know, roads and culverts and things like that. So basically, returning the natural flow to those systems and then uh, monitoring ecological responses to make sure that what we're trying to do actually happens in terms of returning the natural biology to those sites. I did a lot I did a lot of those kinds of projects early on. That was the focus of my dissertation. And I continued that work in um, my early years at the reserve. Uh, but then things began to switch um, as I started collecting all of these long-term monitoring data and noticing that there was some key dramatic and alarming things happening in our marshes uh, over the years. Um, and long story short, we're able to link these changes to sea level rise. And so that's really been the focus of my work probably in the last eight, nine, ten years. I've run the whole spectrum since then in terms of, you know, um, using monitoring data to document the problem and then users and stakeholders about the problem. And now we started to switch gears and we'll start to, I'm starting to look at these kinds of um, new types of restoration projects, which we're trying to adapt these these marsh systems to make them resilient to sea level rise in the future. So I've been, uh, and these are these are in Rhode Island, where right. marshes are, are severely impacted by sea level rise and integrating rapidly. So one of the types that I've been working on, we've done three case studies in Rhode Island. Uh, they're called um, for uh, layer sediment placement. And so the idea is that you're taking sediment from uh, an external source that's usually from a, a nearby navigation channel that's being dredged. And you take some of that sediment and you actually physically place it on top of that low-lying degraded marsh to help build its elevation, to, to basically to, to help it uh, get ahead of or keep pace with the rise. So it's it's a little uh, tough to wrap your head around because it's, for some people, it's analogous to uh, historic filling of marshes, where marshes were just filled and a unique way for upland development. Right. But this is done. This is done with restoration in mind, and 
again, to build the elevation to the appropriate height where marsh plant, high marsh plants are able to grow. So we've been, we've been doing, a, we've done a few different case studies here around, around that have been, I think, um, they're pretty new projects, but the initial early results are really promising. Things are looking quite good in these sites. And then I also just got another, uh, a new grant. It's a half million dollars to um, conduct a national um, field experiment on TLP at eight reserves around the country. So we just got that grant, and we're going to be starting, we're actually starting that right now. So it's, a, it's going to be a three-year project to look at various factors that go into sort of the success of these kinds of projects. So that's one of the types of adaptation projects. That and then the other one, really quickly, is um, digging. It's a, basically, it's a drainage enhancement project. You know, we have all these severely waterlogged marshes around the region, and the idea is that you could get in there and dig some new new tidal channels um, to try to um, let some of that water back out. And so, um, again, this is pretty experimental, and there's, there's a lot of debate about whether or not people should be doing this. And so I actually conducted, um, I had a small grant to conduct a, an experiment on these kinds of drainage enhancement projects, and we did that at a severely waterlogged marsh out of the reserve um, just in the last few years. And where we took a, a low-pressure excavator and dug a network of continuous new tidal channels into that marsh, again, to see if we could drain the water out. And then we monitored uh, before and after to look at the ecological responses. And the short story is that, based on that one experiment, that that marsh really responded well and favorably to what we did. Um, the vegetation looks really happy and healthy. And uh, water logging is, is, is pretty much gone. But we did find one alarming result, and that was that after we dug out the channels, we dropped the elevation of some of that marsh uh, severely. Um, a lot of the sediments in those soft uh, peaty areas just sort of washed out of the marsh. So, um, so there was good and bad that came out of that project. Good that the marsh seemed to be doing okay. Bad that we, we dropped things by, by a substantial amount in elevation, which is not what we want to be doing when sea levels are rising. So right. Sort of a cautionary right. tale. And so is that the majority of some of the work that you've been doing recently? It's basically um, the primary thing that I do every day now. It's my, my research has completely shifted from sort of fish and wildlife use of marshes, which is what I focused on in the early part of my career, and now um, that I've gotten into the sea level rise issue, it's so um, important. It's just, you know, we're a hot spot here in, in southern New England with high rates of civil rise and, and really degraded marshes. So it's just, it's just so important to be working in these, on, on, these, on these projects. And uh, we need to be doing it fast because we're losing our marshes so rapidly. So it's pretty much my focus uh, every day now. Right. Okay. And so, yeah, so maybe like a, a final message to everyone else listening. Um, do you have any suggestions for people trying to find ways of getting themselves involved in projects like this? I mean, um, we interview and hire, you know, we interview, I've interviewed thousands of applicants for seasonal positions over the years. And, right. And there's a lot of, a lot of uh, applicants that are really similar uh, in terms of their qualifications. And so we really... We're really looking now for people that really go the extra mile and, and put in a lot of, even if they have to, a lot of volunteer time, just getting a nice, diverse set of experiences working on lots of different kinds of projects. So definitely volunteering, even you know, even if it's unpaid, just to get out there and get experience. 
Right. Um, okay. I, can, I can also, if students like you uh, want to get into this field, I really recommend um, getting involved with your local uh, local research reserves. Uh, you, you just can't go wrong. It's, it's, such, it's such a great experience. Right. That makes sense. Well, Kenny, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I really appreciate you sitting down and talking to me. I hope everyone else enjoyed this as much as I have. And I hope you all keep an eye out for Kenny Raposa and all of his work from the Narragansett Bay National Esrine Research Reserve. I'm Ian Liu. Thank you for listening. Goodbye for now.